Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me. I hope that you're having a good week where or whenever you're listening to this, you might be listening to it on the weekend. But hey, I'm just appreciative of the fact that you would take time to listen to this podcast. Let me ask you a weird question. What do walnut trees have to do with leadership? Well, stay tuned because we're going to talk about that. But I've entitled this podcast Three for the Road. Three things that I just want you to learn real quick this summer to, I hope, encourage you. Um, that's when this podcast is being recorded is the beginning of the summertime. And I know a lot of you are jumping into vacation Bible schools, camps, outreaches, your own personal, hopefully, vacations. Um, some of you, if you're saying, what is vacation? We need to talk. Uh, but anyway, my hope is that this podcast will be an encouragement to you. So stay tuned. I want to tell you, though, if you are feeling a little overwhelmed, if you're feeling a little disorganized, if you're feeling like, wow, I just can't get things under control, let me encourage you to check out kmccoach.net. I have some special opportunities available right now to walk alongside a couple of leaders to help you figure out how to get the time beast under control, the task monster beaten down, and how to live a life that is not overwhelmed. So if you're struggling and you need help, check out kmccoach.net. I would love to walk alongside you and stay tuned because we're going to be talking about in the next couple episodes and up in the Facebook group of the Kid Ministry Collective uh, about how you can join a Kid Ministry Mastermind group. And a mastermind group is simply a gathering of leaders, a small group where we can help collectively come become better leaders. I'll be inviting some of my close friends and mentors and coaches uh, into the group to also lend some perspective and experience. And we get to help you with the struggles that you may have. So if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like, I, I just don't know where to turn to get some help, I would encourage you to check out one of our mastermind groups. I've been a part of a number of these different groups part of a couple groups right now, and they have pushed me and challenged me and caused me to grow in such deeper ways. It's been one of the best investments that I've ever made with time and resource um, to get into one of these groups, and I've done a couple of them now. So we're going to be launching a couple of KMC coaching groups later this summer into the early fall, probably in August. Uh, well, not probably, in August. Um, so there'll be a perfect time to get you just in time to get you set up for the fall, but to also walk with you through the fall events and launches as we go. So let's dig into three for the road. Now, I want to ask you, um, because I know a lot of times as I hit the summer months, I would struggle with feeling overwhelmed a bit. <laughs> you know, with you're still struggling with trying to find volunteers and especially post pandemic, it's become even harder to find volunteers. You still don't have all your families back. Some of you I know are still in lockdown areas. If you're outside the U S listening to this podcast, 
And so it's hard not to feel overwhelmed. So how do we control it? How do we work through it? Well, I want to encourage you. One of the first nuggets I have for you today in our three for the road is let's break the chain of overwhelmed. It is possible. And I do believe it. And I think there's a few key questions you can ask yourself. So here's one of the first questions you can ask. Why do you feel overwhelmed? Take a few minutes and sit down with a notepad and write down all the reasons why you feel overwhelmed. Don't judge or critique anything. Just write it down. Set a timer for two minutes. Write all the reasons why. And then stop. Don't analyze yet. Take a look at number the second question. And set a timer for two minutes and write down what do you think are all the causes for why you feel overwhelmed? What's causing this? What's the problems going on? What, what, what's happening? And then hit pause on the timer and take a look at question number three. What is one thing that you could do right now in the next five minutes to change one of these things? How could you eliminate it? Now, that may sound a little puzzling, but let's keep going with this and and see where, where you go. I would like you to think about an opportunity, how you could prevent the causes from coming back. We all have triggers and we all have the reasons why we get overwhelmed and why we feel overwhelmed. And once we understand those causes, then we can boil down to the, the, the nitty gritty of it all and say, okay, what can be changed? What do we have to cha- tweak, challenge, push back on so that we can change our triggers and stop the, the beating downs of overwhelming feelings that happen to us? One of the, the things that I challenge my coaching students to do is to do a five-minute rule. And it was funny because I saw an article uh, on Apple News about emotionally intelligent people embrace a five-minute rule. And a five-minute rule helps with, especially people with procrastination. So if one of your causes is, is, well, I procrastinate and I acknowledge that and I own that. Okay, great. You know, most of us that describe ourselves as creatives, we struggle with procrastination. We push it off. And that can be a huge reason why you're feeling overwhelmed. So a five-minute rule really, really helps. I make it a game. I like games. I like challenges. So I take my five-minute timer and I set it up and I pick one thing I need to do today and I'm not going to procrastinate about it. And I set my timer for five minutes and for five minutes I focus in and I get stuff done on it. I start the first thing I know I need to do and I tackle that. And you know what? My brain says, oh, five minutes, that's easy. I can do that. I do that for a period of time with a new habit that I'm trying to create. Just five minutes at it. And then I'll set the timer and say, okay, I'm going to take a break for two minutes and I'm going to go walk around for a minute, stretch my legs, relax my mind. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to hit the five-minute timer again. And I'm going to dive back in on this. I'm going to keep chipping at this until I am done with the task that I need to do. Now, some people, you're listening to this and going, oh, that's silly, Tom. Why don't you just stay focused and get it done? Well, hey, that's great. If you can do that, God bless you. But not everybody's wired like you. Some people wired like me, 
focusing for 20 minutes is tedious. Now I've built myself up. I've built my muscle memory. I've built my habit so that now I go 30 minutes in a stretch and I block my time in 30 minute blocks and I focus for 30 minutes and then I reward myself with five minutes of social media time or for a walk, um, go grab some coffee, whatever I need to do to just chill out for a few minutes and then I can dive back in on my next task. But it's amazing how when I stopped thinking in big jumps, leaps and bounds, and I started focusing on just simple little five-minute steps, my feelings of overwhelming subsided. So if you struggle with feelings of overwhelm, take your big task, chop it down into smaller segments, attack it for five minutes at a time, or after you've done it a few times, uh, 10 minutes at a time, and then 20 minutes, and then 30 minutes. And trust me, it works. I've never had somebody that I've challenged them with that to fail and to fall over and say, oh, it won't work. It works. Trust me. It works. Nugget number two, keep an eye on the small stuff. Because yeah, small stuff can mess us up. Small stuff can affect our leadership. You know, when we start dropping balls, when we start juggling too many plates and the plates begin to fall, it affects our reputation as a leader. It affects our credibility as a leader. And I know leaders that will pass the blame and, 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 and say, well, it wasn't my fault and I was so overwhelmed and they kept piling stuff on. Well, but you kept spinning the plates. You didn't learn to say no respectfully. You didn't know how to manage those tasks well. And so sometimes plates fall and you take a hit as a leader. So what can you do, especially if you're a creative? Let me talk to you if you're feeling like, you know, you're a creative person. You're, you're a piles, not files person. You're, you're somebody who loves to go Mach 3 with your hair on fire. You're not one of these people that live by the to-do list. I know people that they're just, they've got systems and structures and spots for everything and all this kind of stuff. Hey, hey, that's great. If you're wired that way, I love you. I wished I could be you, but that's not how God wired me. Um, but there, and there are tons of systems and structures out there for people that love tasks lists and to-do lists and boxes for everything and labels and all that. That's great. But for us creatives, uh, sometimes there's just not much out there for us. But here's something that's helped me. I had to learn to be intentional. And I created a battle plan for myself to get things done. And so I would pick three things every day. Now, I've seen people use Post-it notes. And they just write down their three things for the day. Here's three things I'm going to get done today. And they put their Post-it notes on their computer screen or right in front of them. And then they take the first thing and they say, okay, I'm, I'm going to spend such and such amount of time, 30 minutes, and I'm going to get this task done. Or it's going to take me an hour, so I'm going to have to break it into two 30-minute segments. But you take that task and you break it down into how long you think you're going to do and you make it a challenge for yourself. Give yourself that time of focus. Set your timer. Put a sign on your door. I'm busy. And dig in. Make it a challenge, put on some music, do whatever you got to do, but you can make it a competition and beat the clock. Focus on that challenge. I've got to get this done and see if you can make it happen, but build up to it 
but have a battle plan. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick three things or I'm going to pick two things. I'm going to get one thing done this morning and two in this afternoon, but make your battle plan. You can do that much. You don't have to just wing it. Make a plan, write it down, put it up in front of you, and then go for it. Then I also say, before you start, plan your reward. <laughs> it's a simple little psych trick, but when we plan to reward ourselves, it's amazing what our brains will do and what our minds will do. <laughs> I guess I said that twice, didn't I? But it's funny how when we do it, and it could be as simple as I'm going to have a piece of chocolate. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to get another cup of coffee. I'm going to go get a foo-foo drink, whatever. Whatever your reward is, it doesn't matter. The key is, is that you give yourself that reward and you celebrate at the end. I tell you, it's amazing how fun it is to see yourself knocking things off your list. And it's amazing how the small stuff doesn't slip by and become overwhelming for you. I also say you need to have a small stuff buddy, meaning there, you need to be able to talk through some of the small stuff you're doing. And maybe there's some things you need to get off your plate because you're doing too much. And that small stuff buddy can be somebody that will help you figure out, are you doing too much? And maybe there's some things you need to let go of. There's a good question you could ask yourself. If I'm doing everything here, how will all, everything else get done? Meaning, are you doing what only you can do? Or are these tasks and, and things that you're working on something that you really could share with somebody else and invite them to use their gifts and talents to help build the kingdom? Sometimes the small stuff trips us up because we think we have to carry it all. I constantly tell my coaching students, do only what you do and do it best. Because if you don't do you, then you doesn't get done. That's what my good friend McNair Wilson says. We have to get ourselves in the place where we can focus, but we also want to make sure that the small stuff in other areas, not just tasks and time management, but also spiritually. How are you doing spiritually to protect yourself and your team? What are you doing for soul care this summer for your teammates, for your volunteers? How are you caring for their souls? Have you checked in on them lately to make sure they're doing okay? I want to encourage you. The small stuff is important stuff. It doesn't always have to be a huge task. It can be as simple as texting them right now. One of your volunteers, pick up your phone and just text somebody and say, hey, just want you to know, thank you for all that you do. I'm so glad you're on my team. How can I pray for you today? Or I just prayed for you. And let them know. It's an important thing to do to make sure that you're doing that. But I also want to say the small stuff is also how are you taking breaks? How are you taking time to do some soul care for yourself? Because that leads me to my last little nugget for our three things for the road. How are you guarding your heart and pace this summer? Are you running a sustainable pace? Are you leading in a sustainable way? Because if you're not, it can be very, very dangerous. Guarding your heart is crucial. You know, 
I just heard this on another podcast this morning that about a walnut tree. And that's why I asked you the question at the very beginning, what's walnut trees have to do with leadership? A lot. Do you know that it takes a walnut tree at least 10 years to grow before it will start to produce its first fruits? The nuts don't start to grow until year 10. How many times as you as a leader do you quit too soon? You don't see the results you want right away, so you quit. A lot of churches are guilty of that. We tend to fold up and bail out just because we don't get a huge number showing up or signing up. We start to play the doubt game. We battle in our minds, is this worldly worth it? <laughs> a few months ago, I saw my mentor, Jim Weidman, talk about how for the first time in all his years of ministry, only one kid showed up to a service. Now, he goes to a big church, and only one kid showed up. Would have been very easy for somebody to say, ah, go sit with your parents, kid. We'll, we'll close up today and send the volunteers home. But do you know what he did? <laughs> this is the sign of somebody who knows how to produce the fruit and do it for the long haul. They did the entire service, everything, full band, full lights, full sound, everything for that one kid. Yeah, they brought him up on stage and helped him, let him lead himself and the whole the rest of the volunteers in singing. They had a blast. You see, some leaders would say, oh, I'm going to quit this or I'm going to quit that program or I'm just going to give up and they give up way too fast. They close up because there's only one. And let me tell you, it takes time before you produce the fruit. So don't Get weary in well-doing. That's why the scripture tells us that. Don't give up too soon. Don't quit. The only one that wins is the enemy. When you and I don't guard our hearts and we quit, don't run a sustainable pace and we quit, we get discouraged because of things that we carry too far and too long. Here's the other thing that I found really interesting about walnut trees. Walnut trees can be toxic to everything around it. Do you know that? They, they, they produce this, this chemical called juglone, which is really a poison to other plants. It gives off a toxic chemical and can kill things. It's even been known, somebody did some research and saw how it, can, it could kill an apple tree if the apple tree is growing too close to the walnut tree because of the chemical that it, the skins of the nuts give off and the tree gives off. There's an oil that's a poison. You see, we as leaders have got to be careful of the small things that create toxicity in us. Sometimes we get frustrated from the lack of support, the lack of encouragement, the lack of attention, the lack of finances a lack of volunteers, a lack of what we think parents are not doing. And then we give off an oil of toxicity, of poison. Sometimes the reason why we don't attract volunteers is because of us. And we have to own our own thing. And that's why sometimes we as leaders have to ask, well, what are the reasons? And am I getting cynical? Is that one of the reasons why I'm not drawing new volunteers? Do I have a reputation? that I don't realize. Boy, we've really got to guard our hearts, guys.
If you need help, I'd love to walk with you and help you process. Let me also tell you this that I learned about the 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 walnut tree is that it can grow so many walnuts that it can get so heavy that if left unpruned and unharvested, it can split the tree. Think about that from a leadership perspective. If you carry way too much, if you start programming way too much, if you start leading way too much, um, and and inside and outside the church, you can split. You can burn up and burn out. Now, there's a lot of talk about burnout and soul care right now, and I love it. Unfortunately, what I do see is people thinking that, well, if I do this certain course or program, if I do this or that, I won't burn out. Well, no, you got to get to the source. You got to understand why. You got to take time alone with the Spirit and dig into the Word of God. There is nothing I or any other leader can truly do to help you prevent burnout except to walk beside you and to help you process and help warn you. And then you have to make the decision to be careful on the small stuff. Let me encourage you that if if you're struggling with burnout and hurt and you're carrying it and you know you are, but you've not found a safe place to process, check out restoringleaders.org, please. It's the ministry that will come alongside you. We don't charge for our ministry of walking with a leader through the hurts. We do offer classes that you can pay to take. If you want to take a class and learn some principles, that's great. And we would love for you to do that. We offer in-person retreats. We're going to be announcing new dates here in the next couple of weeks for this summer and fall and into the winter months of 2022, where you can come away. And trust me, uh, just coming back off of the first Restoring Leaders Retreat, which will be coming soon on a podcast, I'm going to be gathering the men who came with me on the first retreat. They will tell you that it was worth the time to stop, hit the pause button, and focus on themselves to allow God to prune and to restore, to heal up the cracks to prevent a split. So let me encourage you, don't be like the walnut tree and split because you're carrying too many things. If you need help, there's help available. There's a safe and confidential place for you to come to, no judgment. And from someone who's been on that trail, who's been down that path, who's experienced the cracks and even some splits, but has recovered and has found restoration and keeps on going. I hope that these three for the road tips will make sense. I hope that they will be practical helps for you and encouraging to you. I just wanted to take time today. I just felt led to share these couple things with you. I hope that you've enjoyed it. We've got some solid, amazing guests coming on our podcast here real soon. Can't wait to share them with you. Again, if you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective community, you can go over to, to the Facebook group called the Kids Ministry Collective. Answer the questions, please. All three of the questions, answer those so we know you're legit wanting to be in our group. And uh, if you request somebody to be in the group, make sure you tell them to answer those questions as well so we can welcome them into the group. But we would love to see your questions. 
uh, comments. If, you, if you're listening to the podcast, we would love to know about it. Also, if you feel led to, we would love for you to leave us a review um, because that helps us get up the ratings so that more people can find the podcast so that we can help more people too. So my name's Tom Bump. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I'm here to serve you. And if there's anything you need, please reach out. Check out kmccoach.net or restoringleaders.org. Again, we're here to help you make it on down the road and to stay in ministry for the long haul. So God bless you. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. Join me again for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.